Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast. Today we're joined by another nice guest, Michael Marzacco. Did I pronounce that correct? Michael, did I? <laughs> oh, yes, man. you guys did. Okay, yes, all right. you guys did. All right, so we're joined by Michael from Stars and Sticks. Uh, they're another Capitals content website and uh group they uh here this is what the website says the washington capitals news and opinions site through the fan-sided network so uh michael thanks for coming out today how are you i'm fantastic guys how are you not too bad and uh i'm eric and i'm also joined by will jake and joey say hi guys what's up hello All right. Yeah. All right. Guess we're just gonna have be a, a technically unsound group today. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So Michael, thanks for coming out today. Uh. We'll ask you about the stars and sticks first. Uh. How was that started up, and uh, how'd you become a part of it? So I'm not too sure how it started up, but I know how fan side it started up. It was basically uh, two brothers who were Kansas City Chiefs fans. And they started a site called Arrowhead Addict, and um, they thought their team was being undercovered, so they wanted to, like, you know, make their own, like, site. And then Arrowhead Addict, um, in turn, helped launch Fansided, and Fansided is basically like a blog network that has sites for sports and entertainment and that sort of thing. Uh, name the team, and chances are, um, you know, there is um, that site. So that's pretty much what happened and approached in early 2019 to be a site expert. I was with a couple of uh, different blogs over the last couple of years, um, but the one site I was with when they approached me, they got their blessing, and then I moved on and I joined them and uh, the rest is history. Nice, nice. So uh, so you're a contributor and a writer for Stars and Sticks, yeah? So uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do and uh, what you like to personally write about the most. I am actually a site expert. So what I do is I not just write, but also do uh, some social media and some editing and stuff like that, including like live tweeting, though right now uh, the third period's going on and we're kind of slacking because, you know, I spent the last nine minutes or God knows how long trying to figure out like, you know, this whole thing. <laughs> we had like a, an absolute Discord. trying to get him on here with some sort of uh, server issue, so this is... We're about we're running behind schedule and Michael. Yeah, we're starting fifteen minutes late in the middle of. Sorry guys, but now you know why. Um, so nobody kidnapped me. 
Well, unless you want to say these guys kidnapped me. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're 11 minutes left in the third period right now against the Lightning. We're down three to one. We're uh, on you mean a power a, a, play. against Andre Vasilevsky, surely? Yeah, Vasilevsky's playing on his head today, like usual. Uh, we're leading the hell out of Tampa Bay in chances right now, but the score says otherwise. So, uh, so Michael, you grew up in the DMV, right? Ed. Nice, nice. So, um, in Sterling, Virginia. Okay. So, um, I was reading through a few of your articles that you, uh, have written over the past few days and, uh, one of your recent ones, you, uh, before this game that, you know, is going on right now, as we speak against the lightning, you had, uh, written about three players to watch for this game against the lightning. And, uh, you said those players were Protus, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. Uh, even though we're down right now, three to one, how do you, uh, think each of those players are shaping out tonight, respectively? Protus is, um, doing pretty good. He got the rookie treatment and, uh, you kind of knew that he was going to be in the game. I'm trying to find, uh, because we're on like, you know, the technical difficulties, I'm literally trying to pull up these stats on my phone. You can still go around on your computer. It won't leave the call. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to pull it up on the computer so it's easier. Because for some reason, when I was scrolling on my phone, I like couldn't find Protoss' name. And I'm thinking, yikes. Did something happen that I didn't know about while this whole technical difficulties adventure was going on? Up Brett Leeson, that very first goal for him. And uh, McMichael, he's due too. So hopefully he'll get on the board at some point. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so I kind of want to say. He's only three minutes and 21 seconds. And that's not a lot. Protus? I feel like I've seen a good bit of Protus. Um, uh, I'm definitely crazy when I say I hardly saw him. I've at least seen his line out there. He's on the fourth line. Yeah, I, I think Protus is doing really well so far tonight. You know, it's his first NHL game. And uh, he had a beautiful pass to Carlson in the second period that Carlson tried to deke on for some reason and then got got it taken away from McDonough. So I think Protus is looking good, especially for it being his first game. And, uh, you know, he's like, what, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, his physical presence is definitely something good to have. Yeah, I, I legitimately am like so... Got six shots, including one right just now. Yeah, I think he's gotten. I think he's done well getting pucks on net. So, like, trying to make trying to make plays, and that's good to see for, from a rookie, especially. I mean, shit. If he's getting shots, I'm down to see him keep playing. I mean, we're gonna be without fucking doubt apparently now for a long period of time, um, which is beyond shocking. I don't know what the hell happened to Dowd. Um, oh no, I was saying Ovechkin was the one with six shots. Oh. I haven't seen that much like, of Protus. Ovechkin has definitely had six shots. My man is, like, literally beginning. Yeah, he's been Ovechkin's hammering been, the net. Ovechkin's been well, shooting really inaccurate tonight. Chest, like, 
Or yeah, just Vasilevsky's so good. I mean, no, yeah, there's that, but also, like, just like from watching this game, Ovechkin's been shooting pretty inaccurately. Like, the majority of his shots are going right into yeah. Vasilevsky's chest or stomach. Yeah, so um So what are your thoughts on uh Kuznetsov tonight, Michael? He's playing he's playing all right, but he definitely needs to get some more looks on the net, that's for sure. But I can't really complain about Kuzi because he's done not just what we've um really asked much. We were just hoping that, you know, he was good, you know ice and on the ice that would turn into like the 2018 koozie and so far we're seeing that mm-hmm. it's nice to see him be good at least because it's like he's being paid so much and if he played up to it at least it could be nice um he was one of the guys i think before him he had all that problems one of the people that one of the players that capitals twitter would always like hound on is orlov but orlov has become really sound fundamentally and offensively which is really nice but now it's because that's always like sitting there making a shitload of money. And it's like, well, are you going to actually live up to the contract or do we have to trade you? And honestly, if Kuznetsov started off this season bad, like, I swear to you, I would have been like, fuck it. Just trade him for Eichel. Like, one for one. See if they'll get it because. One for one for Eichel. Well, I mean, you would do that. It's the injury. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, literally. No, Kuznetsov. Oh, yeah. Either way, you don't, you're not getting him. No, yeah. I was about to say. Definitely not either way. A nice surprise. I think it's great that he's playing well. Um, people on Caps Twitter are literally telling me, like, at, they're going to games and telling me, like, just screaming out loud, like, I hope Joey's happy whenever he scores. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm touched. I'm touched that I'm apparently the leader of the Koozie hate mob. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. Oh, power play goal. Seriously? Oh, my screen's behind. God damn it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little behind. Thanks for that. It was uh, speak of the devil of getting. Was it no? Was it Sherry? If, it, if it's not Ovi, I'm not gonna celebrate. Like it yeah, Ovi doesn't it. count. It wasn't Ovi. <laughs> Wait, don't spoil it. Was it Connor Sherry. Yeah. All right. It so I'm just gonna touch on one of my notes that I had written down because because he just scored. Man. He just he scored. Scores. Shut your damn mouth. Oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, no. Nah, but one of the one of the players I was gonna say that's been playing really well tonight is Connor Sherry. Um, he's looked great. His motors looked really high. He's just been working a lot on the puck and off of it. Um, he's been working through a bunch of doubles and, you know, we all know he's a significantly smaller guy, but tonight he's looked physical and he's just looked scrappier than usual. So I like that. And, uh, there was one play where he pressured Vasilevsky outside when he went to play the puck behind the goal. I liked that. And he's just been creating a lot of chances tonight. As we all just saw, he scored on the power play to make it two to three. It's still them. Why haven't we been doing this all night? I mean, I mean, we've been good on the power play, but shit, where was this playing the playbook, boy? We actually haven't looked like awful all night. We just got power plays look good. The last one was bad. This one was really good. Yeah, but like that second period, that last that last ten minutes were tilted on the other side of the ice. That's our first power play goal on the road, by the way, this season, and it was Connor. Not surprised. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, Michael, another one of your articles, you uh out recently um it was five players who you don't think will be back next year um so i wrote down a couple of those that you had put and uh i guess really quickly you could just uh 
if you could give us a little quick explanation as to why you think each of those people won't be back next year. So uh, the first one was Chelowski, the defender we just signed. Um, why do you think he'll be gone next year after so recently being signed? I just think, I just think um, because of the lack of playing time, this would be like kind of like the Siegenthaler effect. You know how Siegenthaler was like, you know, barely getting the ice time, and then the team decided to trade him. Just uh, didn't think that. Um, wasn't going to be around too long. And the cool thing about uh, this article that I did is obviously as the players go on, it gets more and more intense. Of course, I saved the best for last. Oh, they just throw like two people in the box for no reason. What the fuck? Oh, um, all right. What so about next Schultz? Was, yeah, next was Justin oh, Schultz. I could agree. I can understand it. I just want. I just want to hear his reasoning why. I just think it's because um, the salary cap hit being four million is being a reason. Even oh, that's they're still gonna have a little bit more wiggle room. They still won't have much. It's kind of been a off season tradition here, not having a lot of off season yeah. money to spend. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, at most so, uh, when, so... you're, when you're good. And at least they are good. At least yeah. they're paying a bunch of money. You're not like fucking Detroit was for like four or five years where they were paying a bunch of guys and they were barely getting into the playoffs. Chicago had a similar thing going where they were paying a bunch of guys that were successful in the past. I mean, the Caps are playing good players for the most Jones. <laughs> it's not even, not, not oh, Seth yeah. Jones. I mean, you're talking about the guys I'm from the 2000. That ain't Chicago's biggest problem right now. I don't think they, uh, I think they got much. Well, better. yeah, but that was their yeah. problem, you know, for quite a long time. I think uh, so. The biggest, the biggest shock to me on that the list for this article we're talking about was uh, our Tiger Lars Eller. Um, that, that why, why do you think? Why do you think he'll be gone? If and if you agree, well, you can you can input after. But Michael, why do you think Eller's going to be gone? I just think uh, there's going to be one center that's going to be you know on their way out, and I don't think it's going to be Kuznetsov, even though that was the popular topic over the summer that a lot of people were saying and even i admittedly thought that they were going to trade him but they ended up not doing that um just the early development of Connor mcmichael and hendrix lapierre before our eyes they're both centers and what's really gonna tell is what happens to lapierre after that ninth game because remember after that ninth game uh if he sticks around with the team that first year the entry-level contract kicks in yeah. i think yeah. they send him back down this year but I yeah i did too especially when you have a team that you're already paying like a bunch of people a lot of money and, i mean and, yeah and he's he's gonna he's gonna develop better playing first line 20 minutes a game there rather than Third or fourth or well, second line minutes that, here. You're gonna get back Backstrom. You're gonna get back down now. There's no chance in hell he'll get playing time with both of them in the lineup. So he's not. Getting, yeah. I don't think him getting playing time now is like an indictment. It's just they want to see what they've got. I mean, obviously Protoss has played well. McMichael's played incredibly well. Like McMichael should never be going back to Hershey for whatever reason, and he should be getting minutes even when Backstrom comes back. They need to find a way to figure that out. 
whether it be they get a guy like Haglin, like to to sit or something, or they figure out the wing situation, whatever their situation is, they trade away a guy like Eller, like you said. Their center situation is so stacked youth wise that to to basically not have McMichael be involved would be stupid. It would basically just be a waste of a guy who is clearly ready to play top minutes right now. And he's he's insanely good. And it'll be I mean, I think Eller out McMichael in is, is very reasonable. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, thinking about it more, I can, I can understand where you're coming from with that. You know, it's, right, I wouldn't yeah. say it's a hot take after thinking because, you know, one of our biggest focuses right now, which we're finally actually starting to do, is play rookies. I think this was like the first time we've had four rookies in a lineup since like 2018. But um, you know, that's just funny to think about. But uh, um, yeah, you know, especially if we send Lapierre back down this year then I would assume that, you know, that's just like his last stepping stone to, you know, becoming a full-time NHLer. And then, you know, next year after that little bit more of AH or, you know, other league time, you know, next year he's going to be way in the mix, you know, the full year. So, you know, especially if we're trying to, you know, utilize our young players and develop them in the NHL, like McMichael and LaPierre and now Leeson and Protus, you know, that means that we're going to have to get, rid of older guys that, you know, are just taking up space that we could be using with younger guys. So I, I get where you're coming from with that. But um, the last one on that list, if no one else has anything else they want to say about the Eller one, uh, you put Samsonov. So I, I get where you're coming from with that one also. But uh, does your saying of that mean that you're you're sold on VTech as the number one easier guy now? Or is there other reasoning behind it? I am sold on VTech, and um, a lot of my contributors have kind of felt the same way. Uh, one of my guys, David, wrote that um, Vanacek could be over Samsonov. He wrote that in an article. And um, I wouldn't go to say that Samsonov hasn't been, you know, trusted, because God willing, you know, there hasn't been any off-ice incidents that we're aware of right now. So that means, you know, things are good. <laughs> so... Um, but when I look at the stats too, I just saw Vanacek just had like a slight edge, even though the wins and losses were kind of, you know, similar. Yeah, I see what you mean. Gotcha. I, I think Vanacek... I, I don't. Samsonov is clearly the more talented goalie. I think he's going to be your guy next year. We'll okay. Hundred percent. We'll see what happens this year. <laughs> they, I think they're equal for me right now. So over the summer though, I would have given you a different answer though probably i would have probably yeah said i think we all would have i think everybody would have like last year near the end of the year everyone was sold on samsonov except for the you know other issues that were going on around but i think everyone consensus around the capitals fan base would tell you that samsonov was the better all-around goalie and samsonov has the higher ceiling but i feel like now it's a lot more evened out so i'm i'm curious to see what happens with both of them because right now they're both getting they're both getting starts, but you know, Vitek's been getting a little so more. So, younger, right? is he younger? Uh, I like I a year. Know. So that's not the big issue right there, because if it was like Vitek is like twenty-eight or twenty-nine, and Samsonov is like twenty-four, I'm like, well, I'm sticking with Samsonov, the guy who could still develop. Vanacek, I'm pretty sure, is only like twenty-six or twenty-five. He's not that old. He's pretty good. I just, I, I'd want to. Yeah, I think he's twenty-five. Sure. This team sucks. Um, 
Yeah, somebody want to ask about the Coyotes? Uh, yeah, so the Coyotes game was pretty interesting. Two nothing. They, it wasn't like they were playing bad most of the game. It just felt like that goaltender who I don't even want to look up his name. It's some goddamn user generated shit. Um, but like he was playing out of his mind, and the Capitals finally broke through. Is there like a cons? I'm seeing not really a concerning trend, but like a trend that's somewhat starting where the Capitals are like. They're playing very well 5-on-5, five five, but when they get to the power play, the chance where you usually develop the 5-on-5 five five into the opportunities that you create 5-on-5 five five to the 5-on-4 five and cash in, like, do you see that as a concerning trend if they keep playing? Like, you know, they play well 5-on-5, five five, but then the power play, they don't capitalize, and it just sort of kind of dulls the momentum. Do you see that as, like, a concerning trend if they keep this up? do uh see it as a concerning trend because when the five on five is good the power play is usually non-existent or not there and then when the power play is good the five on five is bad and um it's funny how you know a team were no regulation losses yet unless you know the score holds in the next two minutes then that would be our first regulation loss I really feel like we're the best team, the best worst team that hasn't had a regulation loss yet. Blessing <laughs> and a curse. My my big thing is is that I feel like the Capitals have always had this like thing where like we just can't like string it together. Like the goalie plays well and the team looks bad, or the team plays well and the goalie looks bad, or the five on five looks bad and the goalie looks good or or the power play looks good like it's never like he's been pulled concerted effort to like play well as a team yeah that is being the washington capitals yeah i feel like they always play down and like especially bad teams like the coyotes it was the coyotes we scored way too late for them to be the coyotes you know the coyotes were oh six and two at the time that we played them and we were out shooting them like doubled and it was zero zero going into the right. that game before the puck was dropped. Honestly, I had a feeling this was going to be a trap game, and the first two periods were kind of snoozers, even though the Caps were, you know, leading in the shot department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I thought we had way more threatening chances. I mean, obviously, any game against a team a case, that's like I think in the last game of they were playing bad, it was a case of like they just straight up like weren't getting their shots to go, and that's. It was the it was the Anthony Mantha effect went to the whole team. Insane good chances and good shot opportunities they just weren't falling. OV goal though, so it was huge W. Yeah, facts. Yeah, and the empty net. We love to so, see uh, it. So so next up for our next three games we play in uh, Florida against the Panthers. Then we play at home against the Flyers and then the Sabers. Um, let's all give our predictions uh, for our our record for that and uh, win or loss for each of those three games. So, uh, Michael, if you want to start off, uh, just uh, win or loss against the Panthers, then the Flyers, then the Sabres. What do you think? So, the Panthers, that's an interesting one because they're undefeated. And, obviously, it's one of those games to look forward to this upcoming month. I'm going to write something about, you know, games to look forward to this month in November, and that's definitely one of them, unless another game yeah. catches my eye. Um but yeah, if this holds up, I'm not feeling too good just because, you know, the team's banged up. Um, the next game... The loss so against Florida? As a, 
yeah, you could chalk that as a loss. Um, Flyers, I think they'll bounce back, and it'll be a good return for Nicholas Backstrom. Hopefully, he's on schedule to be back. Wait, what? Uh, I did not think that that was. Isn't he good. eligible to come off of LTIR he November sixth? I, would... I thought that was Dowd. Oh, that was a nice. I think Dowd's back against Florida. Oh. Like I don't know if actually he might be, but I think I think Dowd's off of it for Florida. I saw because he was put on like the twenty eighth, so it it's over for by the then. Florida game. Yeah. So okay. So Florida loss, Flyers win. How about the Sabers? That's an interesting one because the Sabers are better. If you asked me this last year, I would have said Caps win, unless you know the occasional trap game. I think it's going to be close. But the Caps are going to come out on top in the good old. This will be their first overtime win. Okay. No, I the think Caps they crushed just... the Sabres. I don't believe in them. They have a fluky, <laughs> they have a fluky start. Right. I hate um, that. All right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go next. Right. Um, I think we don't. We, we won't win against the Panthers, especially because Bobrov- Bobrovsky's been playing super well this season to start off. And with good goaltending, like you see with the Knight. Don't really do well. I mean, we got to find ways to get pucks like past these pretty good goaltenders. Like Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the world at the moment. And, uh, well, actually, last season two and the last season before that. Whatever. Anyway. All right. But so I think we. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, like, gold, like Vasilevsky was playing super well last game. And Bobrovsky's been playing insane as well. Not insane, but very well to start the season. So I think yeah. we lose against them. I do think we beat the Sabres. I think the last six games against the Sabres that we played about them, like, the Flyers. We went through like four uh, Flyers. We'll beat the Flyers too. I don't think they've had a great start to the season. They're fifth right now in the Metro. Um, I, I don't know how many games they played. I think I don't know. I don't know what their record is right now, but they're fifth in the Metro. And then Sabres, Sabres will win. We're, we've done very well against the Sabres the last couple of years. I think we're four one and one against them. I want to say. Um, so I think we'll beat them. Um, we always seem to do, we just always do well against Sabres. Then again, Sabres haven't been that good in the past couple of years, but I, yeah, that's, we'll, we'll go two and one. I don't know if any of these games are going to go to overtime though. I think they're going to all be regular, or, um, regulation wins or losses. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm with you guys. I think we lose to the Panthers. Um, uh, I was actually talking to, uh, my good friend, Joe Beninati, uh, yesterday evening you know my my friend um and i, I was asking him because uh you know we all know joe b missed a game this past week because he was ill and uh you know i you know i i told him i was like i'm glad you're feeling better and uh he said that he had some horribly bad food poisoning and uh i asked him what the culprit was and he said it was some seafood pasta so that'll do it to you but um he's up and running again you know so that's that's good to hear. We love Joe B. But uh, I asked him, I was like, how do you think we're going to do against Tampa and uh, Florida? And, uh, you know, he said that, uh, you know, they've got a lot of horses on their team. And, you know, he, th- he thinks they overpower us in that sense. So for us to match up well against them and beat them, possibly we need to play smart and keep it close. Uh, you know, obviously that didn't that didn't work out tonight, but I don't think it's going to work out either against Florida. But um, like Jake said, Bobby's been playing really well. 
And, uh, you know, Florida's offense and defense have just both been doing insanely well. They started off, what, 7 or 8 and 0. And one of those ones was without their head coach that they that resigned. You know, we all like that, but we're not going to talk about that. But, uh, you know, Florida's been really freaking good. So uh, I was talking to Will about it. I think that Florida's going to be a team to beat this year. I think they make a very deep run in the playoffs and possibly win it all. But, yeah, I, I say we lose to Florida. And then uh, Flyers, I think we can beat them. I think it'll be a close game for no reason just because we're the Capitals. So I think it'll come down to the wire. But I say we win that game. Then Sabres, Sabres, I don't know. I I, I think we're going to lose just because the Sabres have been doing really well. And, uh, but yeah, um, I think the Sabres have been doing really well. They've surprised the hell out of me. They just look good in every sense that they were bad at last year. Their, uh, their goalie's been playing well. So, yeah, I say we lose to the Sabres. Uh, I was thinking maybe they were Capitals to beat the Lightning. And, uh, you know, like most years, I'm disappointed. Uh, Florida Panthers, uh, I think the Capitals are going to own that, uh, Russian loser in net, uh, for Brodsky. If it's Spencer Knight, we lose. If it's Brodsky, we win. Joey, stop. Um, what? You can't call people losers. We're literally on a contract. I can call people losers. Continue. Um, and then, what's it called? What's next, Buffalo, or Flyers? Um, I think we beat the Flyers. Um... I think we, we handle our business. I think we play very well. Uh, a couple over goals there. And then against the Sabres, I think it'll be a tough game. I think Buffalo's playing a lot scrappier. They remind me a little bit of, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, my goodness. Oh, of a, t- a team. I don't know in what league, but they just kind of play a lot more together. They don't have a superstar. It's not in the NHL, but they play really well. Oh, the Tampa Bay Rays. They remind me of the Rays a little bit because they, you know, they're not, they don't really have a superstar, but they're playing really well. Their coach is really making them fight for every single game. And you know what? I think that's better than what happened last year, which was them being absolute fucking asinine. Um, but I think we beat them. Uh, and I think we, I, 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 I don't know if you said this game was going to be the overtime winner, Michael, but I agree with you. I think we win in the overtime against the Sabres. Nice. <laughs> Okay, right, well, so next up, we're going to do uh, something called... Did you say your predictions? I, I did. I, I think I was... Well, I guess I said this. I did, yeah. I, uh, didn't I? Everybody did. No, yeah, yeah I, I think he was well, asking me. Say, I, I guess I did. Is. Okay, I'll just go real quick. We're going to we're gonna lose to the Panthers. Uh, actually, no, I think we beat the Panthers. I think we surprised some people. Then we lose to the Flyers after we're all excited about it, and then we destroy the Sabres because they're an overrated team that is somehow doing well, but that ends with the Capitals. That's my prediction. Uh, right. So next... What? What if we're the overrated team and the Sabres are actually good? We've beat good teams. Um, so next, what we're going to do is uh, contender or pretender. So there are some obvious cup contenders this year. Um, and there are also some teams that have started out this season very well. But, you know, not everybody's sold on them. So uh, what we're going to do is everyone's going to pick one team that they think is a contender. Um you know, and don't pick the most obvious team. You know, don't don't say the Florida Panthers, and you know, don't say the Tampa Bay Lightning or the the Colorado Avalanche. You know, go, go a little out there. Um, pick a team you think is a contender, and as a panel, we will judge or say why you think they're a contender, and then as a panel, we will judge whether we think that team is a contender or a pretender. So EA, let's start with you. Pick your team. Um, I'm gonna say the Flames for this. Uh, I think the Flames have been playing really freaking well. You know, obviously, I think we're a good, strong team so far from what we've seen, especially without 
one of our crucial players, Nick Backstrom. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Flames. Uh, Manji Yapon's been playing out of his mind. Uh, I was looking at a Jay Fresh chart from of his from this past week, and uh, he is 93rd percentile in projected WAR percentage. He's 91st in even strength offense, 91st in defense, um, 84 in finishing, and 96% in goals per 60. For the non uh, stat people, also, that means he's really good. That means he's doing insane right now. So, Andrew Manjipan, I'm I'm looking at you. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, also, I read an article today. He uh, He's on the long list for contenders for the Canada national team for the Olympics. Um, if he keeps playing like this, I think he's definitely going to be on the team. If he keeps up what he's doing right now, he leads their team in goals right now with five. Goudreau's leading their team with five assists. And Lindholm, their center, has seven points also. And that's even without Matthew Kachuk. So I think the the Flames are a team to beat right now. They beat us in overtime. We suck in overtime. I know that. But Markstrom's been playing insanely well. He has a .957 save percentage right now. Three shutouts. Three shutouts. That's insane. Um, yeah, I think the Flames are a team to beat. So what do you guys think about that? I agree with Jake. That. That's just, I'm sorry. I said, let's, yeah, we'll start with, start with Jake. Just go alphabetically. Yeah, flames are definitely I was, good. I was, yeah, I was agreeing. I'm, I agree. <laughs> are there any objections? Oh. Okay. I, right. I, I, I of course. Goaltending, I'm not Wait. entirely sold on, but everything else. You're not sold on Markstrom nine point five point nine five save percentage. I, I think he can be streaky at times. He can be very streaky, and I think if I, they catch him at a wrong point, that could be a death sentence to them. But I like what I'm seeing from the offense, and I like what I'm seeing from that defense. So I think as long as they're third right now in the league in power play with 29.2 percent. Oh, they're they're, they're very. They're good second in goals allowed. Also, they're only allowing 1.88 a game. But go ahead. Will. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to call them a contender. I'm not out on them. I'm not convinced they're a contender. But if you look at how well Marsham has played and Granchy has played incredibly well, you just have to like wonder like how is this team going to do when he starts to dip towards more average because he's just he's right. not going to be able to keep up that level of play. So it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting. We'll see. Okay. I'm not sold on them, but I'm not out on them either. What's your team, Will? Uh, let's just go Jake first. Okay. Go alphabetically. Um, I, so I know past years they've sucked a lot, but they surprised me at the beginning of the season. Yes, I'm saying the Sabres. Saving the Sabres. Okay. I'm saying the Sabres. Listen, listen to me. Now I know contenders would think Cup, but I think they will. Like I'm thinking. Can you say we right beat now. them? Huh? Yeah. I guess I know I said we'll beat them, but that doesn't mean in the long run they're not going to do well. Um, obviously a weak point is goaltending. They have a 40 year old Craig Anderson and. I don't even know who else, <laughs> but um, a lot of their win or the two losses, two of their losses have been very close, and then they lost four one to the Bruins. Um, but according to some people on Twitter, they beat them in every category except the score. Um, <laughs> I won't forget that. Yeah, but they've looked very well and uh, very good to start the season. And with some like players, just really never really heard of like Rasmus Asplund has actually been playing quite well for the Sabers. Yeah, yeah, like it's just weird <laughs> to start the season. Like I'm surprised how how well they've started. And if they keep it up, I wouldn't be. Sh- I mean, I know they're in the Atlantic, and the Atlantic is very good. But, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams. But I, I, I won't, you know, put them out of making the playoffs just yet. 
I'm sure there's going to be a lot of objections to that. Are you saying that pretenders are contenders again? Contenders. You pick a team that you think is a contender. I'm sorry. Pick a team that you think is a contender. That's the point. And then we, then we. I've zoned out a few times. I think they're not a contender. I think it's a great story. I think that the coach is going to have them be very scrappy and good. Um, and I think they're not expecting. And honestly, this is sometimes the thing about teams. We all saw what happened to the Avalanche from 2017 to 2018. Literally, and you know what's kind of what I just want to kind of point out that's a little bit off-settling similar to that these two teams. 2017, the Sabres were last, the, the Avs were last. 2021, the Sabres were last. The next season, their apparent star player and best player on the Avs wanted out and got traded to a team to pursue playoff aspirations. Right now, Eichel's basically in the same position. So, like, it's kind of weird. As who? Like, it's kind of weird because, I mean, obviously. Which player on the Avs are you talking about? You, see, you remember in 2017 to 2018? 2017, the Avs were the last place team, and then 2018, they yeah, had what the player? What player Matt are you Duchesne, referring remember? to? Actually. He, like, wanted out of. Duchesne was their best player at that point? McKinnon hadn't, like, I don't think McKinnon was the best at that point. I think Duchesne was still a little bit better. Didn't McKinnon finish, like, that was in the hard year voting? He became, like, the year after? He, that was the year. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I thought yeah, it, I, I was, I would, at that point, I think most. I think if they're going to make the playoffs. It'd be cool. It'd be interesting, but I just don't see. They're going to make the playoffs if they keep this up. I just don't they're think not they're contenders. The I think Greg Anderson Listen. going sicko mode on the NHL as a forty-one-year-old bald psychopath is. An yeah, that's story. not going to last. But that's now last. I know it's. I listen. I know it's early, and I've just liked what I've seen from them so far. That's fine. That's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. It's fair. All right. Um, do we want to go Michael now, or do we want to go Michael and then I'll Willard go Willard. Willard. All right, so uh, Michael, what's one team that you think is a contender that everyone else might not agree with? Contender. So I can't use someone that was already used, right? So Calgary. Correct. Yeah. So I can't use those. No. I guess um, as far as a contender goes, um, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Let's go, boys. Really Will was going to say that. Five no, points. I actually have a different team. No, Actually, I had yeah, good yeah. idea. Um, say, um, as contenders go, yeah, they're up there. Are you so, saying the Oilers? I thought you just said the Oilers. Yeah. No, no, because no, like that's like a that's no shock though, right? We're just picking a team. That's, that's not no shock. No, that's not no shock. No, you can pick whoever. I initiate. Okay, I'll go with the Oilers then. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna completely shit on that. Uh, I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, right now, the Oilers are leading the league in power play percentage with like forty three or something, and uh, their goalie, what Miko Koskinen, he's he's actually been playing surprisingly very well. So, uh, I think them being a contender depends on if their goalkeeping and defense can stay solid. Yeah, they've been you know better than we expected so far, but I think it's a matter like the same thing as uh, they're saying with Markstrom. And the uh, Flames defense, I think it's a matter of if they can keep up that pace. You know, uh, if their defense can be solid just with the their first two forward lines being arguably the best in the league, if their defense and goalkeeping can just play, like, slightly above average, then, they're, then they could be a contender. But I think it's dependent on that. As far as pretenders go, I would probably go with uh, someone like the Flyers because they're, like, 4-2, and, and, you know, 
other teams have that record, like the Devils, but I think the Devils are slightly better, and if anything, they improved compared to, like, the Flyers. So this is, this is definitely coming from somewhere. Yeah, the Devils, I've said it a few times, I think the Devils are going to be, like, easy contenders within, like, three years. Like, once Alex Holt is a NHL regular, once... I mean, Jack Hughes is making guys who are still coming. Jack Jack Hughes is making incredible strides each year that he plays. Each couple months that he plays, he's getting better. So I think Jack Hughes. I think Jack Hughes is taking the reins of that team. I don't think it's Nico Hughes' team. I think it's Jack Hughes' team. Um, yeah, you can call. You can disagree with me on that, but that's that's what I think. Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's a combination of both of them, obviously. But I think Jack Hughes is going to be their guy for the next fifteen years. Yeah. But right. Alex, Devils Alex, as Alex, contenders. <laughs> Alex Holtz looks insane. Not yet. What? Not yeah. They're not contenders yet. Definitely not yet. Dougie Hamilton's still pretty young. So what? Into it. I mean, he's not like he's not like Oshiro Ovechkin old. I mean, he you know he's still gonna be good he for like five in years. So. You don't think he's gonna be good in three years? Uh, contract's gonna be interesting. Oh, a stretch. Yeah. Um, All right. Pick, well, then we can we can get back. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move on because I have to leave in like um, five minutes. Anyways, uh, I think for my contender, this is a team that for Caps Twitter we have a love hate relationship with them, but we seriously can't deny the fact yes. that the Hurricanes are fucking amazing. Oh. They are. They are built like a machine. This offseason, to me, was a confusing offseason for the Hurricanes. It was very confusing. They traded their best goaltender. They got. They didn't try to go get Dougie Hamilton, but then they throw money at uh, Kotkaniemi. Just very Kotkaniemi. Just very Kotkaniemi. Ethan Bear. They trade for Ethan Bear, which was a good move, but they got rid of a nice depth score in Warren Fogle. A lot of this is based on the moves that they made working out. And I don't think there's one move so far that hasn't worked for them. Kokiniemi's been yeah. very I still well think there. losing Nadekovich was surprising. Kokiniemi's been very good depth-wise. Ethan Bear short up the defense and has been very good. And I don't like saying this, but Tony D'Angelo hasn't played awful. He really hasn't. No, he's played he very well. Terrible he's terrible human being, well. and I don't like him, but I can't just say he doesn't play good hockey, okay? He does play yeah, very good. Um, um, yeah. Frederick Anderson has been very good as the goaltender. Um, obviously Svechnikov, Teravainen, you know, that, that forward core is already very good. Defensively, they still have guys like Slavin back there. Um, they're going to be a, a problem, I think. Now, I'm interested to see how Frederick Anderson plays down the stretch because I have seen Frederick Anderson start off very good and then just all of a sudden forget how to stop things. Um, so we'll see how that happens. We'll see if, who's their backup? Is it, is it Reimer? No, it's somebody else. Whoever their backup is, I think I think their backup's pretty good too. But I have the Hurricanes very much so. They're being contending. I think they will win the win the Metro if they keep up this pace. I don't know if they will. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when we start playing guys like the Panthers, the Capitals, the Lightning, all those other teams that like are heavyweights in the East. Um, but yeah, I think they are. They're not. They're contenders. They are for real, and it's a problem. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I think everyone's gonna agree with that. But just a quick point: one of the one of the people I had written down that I wanted to mention today was Andrei Sveshnikov. Like you did, he has like seven or eight goals right now already. He's he's been playing insanely well. That first line with him and Aho and Teravainen has been really good. And uh, I agree with you on D'Angelo playing well. And too, right, Vincent Trocek. I know they have Nature still. I don't know. I'm not gonna stray away. But uh, yeah. So their offensive core is really good, even though they lost. You know. 
Will, a good defender. They still have a good defensive. Damn, I'm like in the middle of something. Yeah, I gotta go though. So. Uh, okay. All right. Thank. We love you, Will. Good luck in your I game. I will. I will mention my my team real quick, and then I'll let you guys debate it while I'm not here. I have the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I think they're legit. Uh, I talked about them in the off season. Uh, a lot of people hadn't really mentioned them. They did lose Vince Dunn, obviously, which sucks. Um, and they didn't get rid of Tarasenko. People were kind of writing them off, but. You know, they added Saad, they added Buchnevich, Jordan Cairo looks to have found himself. Robert Thomas is surprisingly looking pretty good. Me and my roommate have a you know fun meme going on with him for whatever reason. Um, the Blues look legit. I think the Blues are going to surprise a lot of people uh, continually. Uh, there's a reason they've started off so strong. I don't think they slowed down. But with that, I'll see you guys. Sorry, we had to start late, and unfortunately, I had something scheduled for an hour later. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll later, see brother. you guys. Oh, later, brother. Good luck in your road, yeah. He's going That's to go play back. Rocket League. It's very interesting. Um, All I'll right. take over oh, yeah. so, wait, we have still in the middle of something. Still in the middle of something. Okay. Anyway, so um, back to the Canes. Uh, they were who I had predicted to win the Metro in the offseason in our first episode. And uh, like you said about Frederick Anderson, you know, a lot of people were really confused and angry about them getting rid of their starting goaltender and then getting him. But now that he's out of the hellhole that is Toronto, he's been playing out of his mind. He... Leads all goalies right now in goals saved versus expected goals, which basically means like, you know, goals that you'd expect to go in, he's saving. So he's leading the league in that right now, and their defensive core has been playing well. So I, I agree with you on them being a legit contender. Has and then he's so will this, will said the Blues. Um, go I don't know if I call them a contender. Gotta, we gotta go over those. I think I think they'll I think they'll make a run in the playoffs. Okay. I don't think I'd call them a contender yet. Um, I don't think I'd call them a like a true, true cup contender. I think they're really good, but I wouldn't go that far. Hmm. We'll see. I think that forward depth is really good. I think defensively they're gonna it's gonna be interesting. I mean, if Krug and Falk play well, I think they'll be fine. But I don't like Benny. Yeah. Um. So now let's go over the no pretenders. The pretenders, Michael. You who would you say your we're pretenders not, was? We're, we're not doing a pretender. We were just doing contenders. We're just doing contenders. We were already okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then yours because contender or pretender, it's like you say if it's a. If, oh, you, know, okay. you get my point. I, I, I so uh all right so yeah so rookies um so like we mentioned earlier uh today protus played his first nhl game i think collectively we all think he played pretty well especially considering it's his first nhl game um but we'll just touch quickly um on the four you know more recently brought into the mix rookies and uh you know if like or dislike so far and just like what we like so uh, first is Protus. Uh, like I said, again, I think he played well, was making some really good passes and was playing physical. Uh, how do you guys feel about Protus from today? I was No, it was good. I think he played well. I don't think there was anything wrong with him. I think um, if he needs to play more minutes, I'm down for it. Obviously, he's a much more flexible option than LaPierre. So we'll probably see him a little bit more down the stretch if Dowd and Backstrom are still out for a little bit more time. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Jake, what you got? Uh, yeah, I thought he – Generated plays, getting pucks in front of the net, trying to, you know, um, he didn't play that much ice time in the first period. I think it was like, it's like under two minutes or something. It was not that long. It was not that long. But he, you know, scored a goal. Wait, no, that's Protus, not Protus. That's Liaison. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thinking of Liaison. But Protus has been getting pucks to the net, trying to generate plays. I thought he's, you know, more ice time. You need to see how he plays. You know, I haven't seen that much. So, can't. Generated opinions so far on him, but you know, what I, you know what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I just no, you're all good. probably confused people. Uh, Michael, what do you think? 
despite the lack of ice time, he still got some good shots on net and uh, no really complaints for the first game. And I'm excited to have someone, you know, as big as he is. And he's got a cool nickname too, the Viper. Yeah, I, I forget that he's from – what's hilarious is I don't think people realize this. The top three picks from the Capitals 2019 draft class all played tonight. They all did. Protus, Legion, huh. and uh, McMichael. They were all the top three picks. So, first off, that draft class is really nice and is looking really good. Um, but I love that, that we're finally seeing, you know, people who say, oh, our prospect our prospect pool is fine. All right. The NHL doesn't like him because not a lot of guys were like, you know, we don't need the guy that's going to be like the 30 goal scorer anymore. We just need the guy that's going to come in and play great depth minutes if we need him and then eventually take over as like a 20 goal scorer, which we have a lot of those guys. Defensively, too, our defensive prospects are good. Obviously, we see Fehavari, um, Alexia still in the wings. I don't know what happened to Lucas Johansson. He's, like, stalled out, apparently. Um, but I still very am much impressed with the drafting job McCall's done, especially considering we're trading away picks now for reasons. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be interesting with Protus, how he fits into the mold of everything. He uh, he played well. Um, Legion played well, obviously, scored yeah. a goal. And then McMichael... He's never done anything wrong in his life. Um, is it Legion or Liaison? I think it's Legion. Legion. I'm Legion. I said Legion. But uh, yeah, also touching back on uh, on what Michael said about you know the size that uh, Protus brings. Uh, I read today that um, so with Protus, Legion, and Mantha playing today, Protus is six six, Legion is six five, and Mantha is also six five. This is the first time today in franchise history that the Caps had three forwards that were six, five or taller appear in a game. And this is also without including Tom Wilson being six, four. So we definitely have the height right now with them playing. So I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot too. It's um, size is important, but like, I feel like they don't really use them on the power play enough like they should be like those big bodies in front of the net like they do so much when developing offense because like i i think i've said this before if you're shooting the puck cleanly on a guy like vasilevsky like unless you got a shot that he's gonna track it the whole way unless it's blinded easy to stop it unless it's an absolute unworldly shot like and if you put a body in front of him he can't and if he can't see it immediately off the shot that immediately makes it harder for him and immediately makes it a lot easier for you to score on any goaltender, but most importantly, guys like him who are so good at tracking pucks off the shot. Like, you rarely see him get beat clean on shots unless it's like a turnover or like something crazy happens. Um, but I'll definitely be happy if they get more time in the lineup. I do think, what's his name? Um, I really do hope Legion stays up for a while and plays. I really do. Um, yeah. I like what I like what I see out of him. Um, I think he could be a genuine, interesting player. Um, I don't know what like like I said, it, it's so fun to see all these young guys come up. But like now, I'm starting to get into this hellscape spiral where it's like, okay, everybody's gonna come back. Wait, all these young guys are good, and now the guys that are coming back are supposed to be like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Like, you're not gonna say, oh, she's yeah. out. Backstrom's not playing. Like. Like, oh, she's not going to play. Bash's not going to play. Dowd's going to – like, you're not telling these guys to sit. These guys are established people in the roster. But, like, if these young guys play really well, you're just like, well, shit. Like, you're not – like I said, you're not already not sitting down McMichael. You're already – I'm already, like – like, I mean, obviously we've seen Favari stay up. But, like, now it's like Protoss has played okay. He's been one game, but we'll see what happens. But 
I don't know what to say about Legion because Legion's played really well in his two games, and I'm excited to see what they decide. And uh, like you said about, you know, the people with size bringing the fact that they can, you know, help shield goalies, you know, vision on pucks coming in and you can, that can help them deflect, you know, clean shots onto the net that they can't really track as well. We do have to remember that we're without our player who I think is the best at that TJ Oshie, at least right now, you know, uh, TJ Oshie makes a living on the power play deflecting shots in the middle and, you know, taking pucks in the middle in the slot and just, you know, somehow directing them in. So, you know, hopefully Oshi being back eventually that'll that'll come back more. But yes, size I agree can help with that. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, so the other two rookies, I mean, we've seen a fair share of both of them so far. Uh McMichael and LaPierre. Uh I I like what I'm seeing from McMichael. He looks like a sound player. He looks like he's been doing this longer than he has. Um LaPierre, I think, you know, obviously there's room for improvement. I feel like for both of them. But uh yeah, I think just with more time and more development, both of them will continue to improve. So I'm excited for the future with them. Yeah, me, me too. McMichael's McMichael's looked pretty well, I think very good so far. Especially has been okay. I think he needs to go back down. I do, and I know that. The yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he works hard. Yeah, he definitely has the potential to be like McMichael, but I just think right now, send him back down, let him play another year. And if next year we need to start talking about putting young centers in, let's do it. Otherwise, McMichael stays up. Everybody else, we'll see what happens. Because the injuries have been a problem. And speaking of the goddamn injuries, everybody's getting hurt. I'm starting to get concerned. Like, I know, Michael, you you follow the Caps a lot. Which of the three injuries... I mean, obviously, Backstrom's we're almost at the end of it. Like, he's almost back. But which of the two of Dowd and Oshie do you think would be more concerning missing long-term? So, right now, I think it would be Oshie because, um, like you pointed out uh, earlier, Oshie's a spark plug. He's the heart and soul of the team, and he's also versatile. He can play center if he needs to, and, you know, he can slot on the top six or the bottom six. Um, Him and LaPierre, they really gelled together, and... That was cool to see in the very beginning as well. So not having Oshi is definitely a big blow. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Jake, you had something to say about LaPierre and McMichael. Yeah, I was just going to say, McMichael yeah. and LaPierre played very well. McMichael, I feel like, will stay up. Uh, well, LaPierre's not going to stay up entirely. Like... I, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind if we send him back down. Um. But you know he's got the he's got one point. It's off that first goal for Lapierre. Um, McMichael, Mike, Michael doesn't have a goal yet, right? He just has one point. No, he doesn't. Two points. He has two points. I have a question. Um, so that, I don't. I know this. Does the nine game limit? Does that mean he, should play, he can play nine games, or he's up for nine games total? As in, like he doesn't play them or play them. Like if he plays them, does it count as a game? Like if I'm sorry, hold on. Let me re- let me restate. If he doesn't play, does it count? If he doesn't play, does it count? It counts if he doesn't play, but I still got to look into it. Oh, he's done? That was game That was game number nine. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, bye, Pierre. We won't miss you. Um, we will. Uh, but... What? <laughs> was game number... That was game number nine? Yeah. Oh, sh- damn. Did he play? The oh, yeah, that makes sense. Play. He's probably going to... Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they oh, already have... That's yeah. probably why they brought up Protus, because they knew that, like... I- I'm sure if if it was the game that he doesn't play doesn't count, like... 
they would have they wouldn't have called Protus right now. They would have probably sent with Lapierre, but I think since they knew that you know um, Lapierre or is gonna have to be sent back down, they probably called up Protus to make sure that they like had a guy who could you know play center for them long term in case that needs to be the case. And they brought up the guy that they'll be able to keep a hand on and won't have to like you know be like it's it's either he stays with us or we we don't send him back down to the queue. Um, but I'm very interested to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I think what Michael said about Oshi is true. Like, this dude straight up just, like, wills shit to happen whenever he, like, wants things to happen. Like, the fact that he's not, like, like, he's not rewarded more for his hard play is incredible. Because this dude could easily be a 40-goal scorer. But, like, for some reason, like, his, like, it just doesn't connect. Like, he's so, so good. Everything he does is so good. And, like, the fact he's not, like, our top scoring guy is incredible. But he's, like, one of our most compete players. And missing Oshi is going to hurt. I think missing Dowd, if we're talking about one thing that hurts more, is Dowd is really good at the face-off circle. And that is something we yeah. are already really bad at. And we're already down Backstrom, another guy who's good at the face-off circle. Um, Eller's about the only guy that I can like trust to take a face-off. Um, if you're saying Kuznetsov, he didn't have to take a face-off until this past like, uh, winter. Good so far. So, uh, Kuznetsov's been good on the face-off good, like, so far. He's been face-off this past season, so... I'm not exactly like thrilled in the confidence department there, but if Dow's going to be out long term, I don't think it's long term. I just think it's they were on the IR. I think it shouldn't be that bad. I think if we're talking who's going to be out longer, I think it might be Yoshi. Um, because I I like Dow was skating the other day, like yeah, he was skating. So yeah, Dow, I think Dow Dow's going to be back for Florida. I'm ninety percent sure. Yeah, but he was put on on like the twenty eighth, so he's he's off of the IR for in time for the Florida game. That's what they said. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting what happens with Oshie coming back. With Backstrom coming back, um, I'm excited to see like what that brings. Obviously, he's one of our he's another like complete player. He'll also make the power play probably go a lot better. I think people who are worried about the power play are are, are at least justified a little bit, but like. We don't have, we haven't had Backstrom at all during the power play, and it's been run through guys like Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Carlson, and I think it'll be interesting when he gets back. Yeah, yeah. Um, qu- a little follow-up question for you guys: Do you guys think that Oshie's injury came from him falling, walking down the steps out of his house? Or do you no, think it was I don't. I, no, I think no, it's something no, else. He played the next game and he was fine. It was. Did he score? Hat-trick. He had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had a hat trick like the next day. So yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he played off the fall really well. He protected his child, and good man. You know, he didn't look too banged up after it. So, right, good, yeah, good I, on I, you, Oshi. I think Oshi's is most uh, concerning just because, not to say obviously Baxter was one of the biggest keys to our team, but Oshi's been playing well so far to start this season, and you know, Baxter was out even before the season started. So to see someone like Oshi. Get hurt like that and been playing very well for us. Obviously, he had the hat trick and stuff. Um, second leading I think that's the most concern right now. Like, yeah, exactly. Second leading score. Yeah, so, sucks. um, I don't know. Do you have any other questions? Michael, question: Do you do you have any questions for us yeah, or us anything that you're wondering from us that you want to talk to us about or hear us talk about? Absolutely. I wanted to learn more about uh, you guys' life stories and what you guys have been up to and how uh this whole podcast started because i listened to the episode with joe b and i really liked it and i was really pumped for you guys to have joe b and the 
overtime queen Samantha Pell. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh. All right. Yeah. So uh, quickly, because I don't want to be redundant, because we've said this a few times, but uh, basically, I was getting sent into COVID quarantine because I had just gotten COVID last year around, I think April. Uh, I had posted on Twitter as a joke, basically uh, saying, and I was new to hockey Twitter. I, I was I was like just broke, breaking into the scene, I guess you'd say. But um, I had posted saying, yo, who wants to start a Capitals podcast with me? Again, as a joke. And uh, basically, Jake, Joey, and Will, all of which who I didn't know at the time, they were just mutual Twitter followers that I had like never really interacted with much. Uh, all three of them commented on the post basically saying, hell yeah, I'm down. So uh, I had DM'd all three of them and was just like, yo, how old are you? Like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, to just, you know, get to know them, I guess, a little better. And uh, all three of them and myself are all like from the same general area. We're all, you know, pretty close in the DMV. And uh, we're all like within 30, 40 minutes of each other at most. And uh, we're all around the same age. So, you know, it, it just kind of, it kind of stuck. And uh, basically we had gotten in a, it might've been a discord call or something, or I don't know. We got in a call at some point and uh, we just started talking about hockey and just sports and just life in general. And uh, the four of us just clicked really quickly. It was, you know, just like within five minutes of talking to each other. It's like we had known each other for years and we were just like good buddies. So, uh, that was the one you know, we all just mended. The chemistry between us was so quick, like so good. Early. Yeah. Like I, and like, it's also funny cause like Jake and I, and also Will are all from the same County in Maryland. All of our high schools, like, you know, know each other and play each other in sports. And, uh, Jake and I had a, Jake and I had a bunch of, you know, mutual friends. And then, you know, Joey was just chilling out there by himself in Nova. But, uh, you know, it, it was, it's actually like, it's crazy. Like even like my best friends outside of these guys, like these guys have all become, you know, three of my best friends. I can easily confidently say that, you know, they're three of my best friends now, but hey. just like, like, honestly, like within five minutes of talking to each other, it's like conversation was just flowing. It's like we had known each other forever. So then we started, you know, we made a couple episodes. We had, uh, Noah Capsoid Bebop on our first episode yeah, and then Noah. yeah then just like you know over time we kept putting out episodes like every week or so and uh, you know then we got Joe Beninati on the show and then we got Samantha Pell on the show and then more people like Blake Allen and you and uh, you know it's just you know we love doing it we're having fun and uh, the people who listen next week we have Travis coming on board for this podcast ladies and gentlemen Travis Tuthel. yeah Travis Toothill's coming on next week say yeah. his last name Toothill for that for i don't know so that's how i say it anyways yeah but we love doing this and you know it's a lot of fun we enjoy having guests on and talking to them and meeting new people through it and uh we love all the people who listen and inter interact with us so yeah. it, it's just a good time and we enjoy doing it so we, we plan on keeping doing it so uh yeah i mean I yeah mean, i mean i'm just gonna say this because fuck it i i asked to um the one cool thing that happened today was that ea let us know that we i was gonna say it at the end you want, do you want to say it at the end? I'll, I'll just say it right now, I go guess. Ahead, so, uh, all right. So, so we had last week we uh we guest appeared on, um, Caps Chirp, the uh, their podcast show. Great guys, shout out to them. Trolling and Cupcake Polly, good guys. Uh, we were just talking to them at the end of recording the episode, asking them for advice about podcasting because they've been in the business a little longer than us. And uh, they recommended some people for us to reach out to in uh, in hopes of finding partnerships or, and stuff like that. And uh, 
I believe it was Friday or some sometime late last week after we recorded with them, I uh, emailed Manscaped, uh, you know the best best company in the world for uh, for men's hygiene Absolutely. and cleanliness Great. below the waist. Yeah, we love them. So basically, they responded to me uh, today, and um, basically, we are now partnering with Manscaped, and uh, they're they're sending us some nice stuff. And uh, yeah, so we're partnering with them. So shout out to Manscaped. Uh, we have a nice little script read coming next episode. Y'all Our products are on the way. PHP for twenty percent off right now. Yeah. So if you go on, if you go on manscapes.com uh, for the next month and so on, hopefully after that, uh, if you use code PHP, you get twenty percent off all of their products plus free shipping. So Utterly shout out to Manscapes. We look forward to you know, giving out more information about that in the future, but that just started today and we have a code out now. So manscapes.com code PHP for 20% off and free shipping. Coolest thing in my life. I can literally go around and tell people. You yeah. I'm code. getting a free lawnmower in the, I'm literally in the gonna mail go to me. To so I'm, I'm a happy, I'm a happy camper. This shit because like, yeah. So use that code. Uh, any other questions, Michael? Um, yeah. Did you guys, uh, you guys college or anything like that or yeah so um yeah. he's in frostburg jake's in wvu will is in texas the longhorn state um and i'm going to nova community college yeah well yeah i did a year in nova before i transferred into radford and i got a degree in journalism i've been in the real world for about four or five years so it's been rough yeah, but fanside was definitely a blessing exactly <laughs> Def, this 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 has been a fun time being a real world human being. I'll tell you much, um, but yeah, it blows. Yeah, it does. Um, but if there's no more questions or anything else you guys want to talk about, um, yeah, I just want to say, uh, point out. So I, I believe it happened today. This recently, uh, Cole Caulfield got sent down to the AHL affiliate of the Canadians, the Laval Rocket. And uh, well, if you want to come on and like yeah. express your feelings about the Montreal Canadiens organization, you're welcome to, buddy. We'll always yeah. have you on board. We'll always support you. We love, we you, love America. We're amazing. But Don't listen yeah, to we had all, or at least myself, a bunch of us, and a lot of the hockey community predicted that he'd be winning the Calder this year. Now he's fighting for the Calder Trophy in the AHL. But who's the, who's hopefully the, who's he can the turn that around this year. Then now, I have no clue. Who? Yeah, probably Zegers. Honestly, Zegers has been playing been very well. I'll say Zegers. There's another guy. Oh no, well. Cider. Cider from Detroit. Moet Cider. Cider's good. He's, he leads the Red Wings in assists right now. I know that. You know, mother motherland Germany. Martin Favari, maybe. You know. Yeah, I don't know about all hey, that. Brett yet, Legion, but... a goal per every two games. That's a good pace. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> a good pace. Yeah. But uh, hopefully Cole can turn that around. Uh, I know a lot's been going on in the, the Habs, you know, organization right now, you know, going to the Stanley Cup last year and then a rough start so far this year. So I guess we'll see if they can turn that around and uh, what goes on in the future with him. Is there anything else you guys wanted to wanted to touch on quick? Not really. Well, I just want to say uh, once again, I think um, I just want to say this. I wanted to take a moment in last podcast episode. I didn't get to do this. Um, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank everybody for all your amazing support. 
just it's it's been unreal, truthfully, the like meteoric rise of Pizza's Here podcast. The fact that like we could le- be legitimately meteoric. We could be legit making money off of this Our. in a few weeks and a few months and stuff with all these sponsorships that EA is working hard to get. You know, Jake all Will, J- like Jake Will, myself and EA are all working hard to get these episodes out to get you guys the fresh, awesome content. Um, we are also planning on possibly this is in the works. We talked about it today possibly doing a face cam episode and having that posted on YouTube possibly yeah, it's so, in the works yeah. so we're, we're in the works on that so basically what we're going to try to do is kind of like what they're doing at Caps Chirp we'll, uh, we'll live stream episode each episode on YouTube with all of our face cams out so you can see our lovely faces and uh, we'll have that live streamed there and then you know just like normal at the end of every episode post it to all your all your all your places and uh yeah since our last episode we're now on apple Podcasts. absolutely if you're listening in in addition to spotify yeah so we worked that out we're on apple now and spotify uh if you go to any of our twitter accounts or the php twitter account at pizzas here pod if you go to the link in the bio for our link tree that has the respective links to our apple podcast our spotify podcast our youtube for hopefully in the future uh, our Twitter and um, a patron, which is basically a website where you can so graciously donate funds to this podcast, which would go towards the efforts of us getting new guests or putting out merch for you guys possibly someday we're and just uh, helping our show run. Well, yeah, yeah. Patreon and we'll, we'll talk about that another day. We'll cross that bridge another we're day. Making, but we're, we're, we're getting stuff from Manscaped, which, by the way, use code PHP for 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, but into your family's heads. Um, Yeah, but we. But yeah, if you go to the link tree, you got all of our sources there. We have a patron there. If you ever feel like dropping a dollar in the tip jar, there, we would be more than welcome to accepting it. We We would give you a shout out on our next episode, and we would thank you. So uh, yeah, there's that for thought. But uh, otherwise, I think on that note, I think that's it. I think we're done. We will see you guys next week with Travis. EA, take us out with the emotionally uplifting quote of the week. Yeah. Um, so, again, shout out Manscaped, code PHP. Uh, I'm just going to say, this isn't a writ- written down quote. I'm just going to speak from the heart. Mm. Uh, if you have an aspiration or a goal, even if it's a dream that seems so far-fetched, if you had asked me last year when I started this that we would be partnering with Manscaped or having – Having Joe Beninati on our podcast or Samantha Pell or just anybody, I would have called you crazy, but movie. here we are now. We love, yeah, we're getting we're movie, getting on this but <laughs> we love, we love all of you that listen, but basically the message of this is just a uh, chase your dreams, no matter how far-fetched they seem. If they don't seem far-fetched, then they're not big enough dreams. Keep fighting and keep striving for greatness everybody Absolutely. thanks for listening i just thought about have a nice this day day on here it'll be hilarious to see how long it takes him to get on discord but with that being said see you guys next time pizza's peers sign fuck pizza's here podcast signing <laughs> out. shut up signing Bye. out peace